The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Hey there, true believers. The impossible has happened. The Joker has become a hero. Batman, White Knight follows the man now known as Jack Napier as he embarks on a quest to heal the city he once terrorized. After reconciling with his long-suffering partner, Harley Quinn, he sets in motion a carefully plotted campaign to discredit the one person whom he views as Gotham City's true enemy, Batman. We have a blast covering this selection from the Velvet Joker, plus a lot more awesomeness following these important messages. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! mission to fight injustice to right that which is wrong and to serve all mankind i can't get over this so the only thing left to say of course is the one obvious thing excelsior everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee well they're wrong there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval deadly grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure the aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. And Justin says, we are now drinking Deadly Grounds. Thank you, Justin. I'm drinking it myself. Uh, you know, it's it got to keep me going. Sleep is overrated. But anyway, my name is Leo. I'm the monkey behind the keyboard, and we are doing Splash Pages, the comic book club. We're going to be talking about Batman White Knight tonight and some other comic goodies. And as always, Velvet Joker. How's it going, my friend? Oh, I'm very excited for tonight. My story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the one that added it, right? Yeah, yeah. This is my jam this is like one of my favorite joker stories of all time i have to tell you i i am so thankful you added it this is, is, is we'll, we'll we'll get into it we'll get into it uh drew how's it going my friend oh i'm fine i'm ready <laughs> you sure you're ready mm -hmm. okay uh we gotta get you drinking deadly grounds no no gotta do coffee <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get into things, uh, we also have, uh, you know, Terrificon's coming, and uh, yep. we, we absolutely love Mitch, and we love Terrificon, uh, but he's been putting together these awesome ads, and uh, I'm going to show one right now. If you don't know what Terrificon is, it's a huge convention, huge comic book convention here in Connecticut, right at Mohegan Sun and New Convention Center, but here we go. Meanwhile, near Terrificon. Hey, how are you? Swell. What brings you to the ER? This is the ER? Mm hmm Some joker down the hallway told me this was the phlebotomy lab. <laughs> Tough day at the office. Something like that. I'm just here promoting Connecticut's biggest Comic Con. What's it called? Terrific Con. 
terrific. Oh, is it ever. With three days full of comic book artists and writers, TV and movie stars, costume contests, plus the biggest assembly of dealers of comic book toys and more on July 30th to August 1st. And how do I get tickets? Simple. Go to TerrificCon.com. I might do just that. Hey, hey. Thanks. See you around. Visit TerrificCon.com for all your Terrificon needs. So, what brings you to the ER? ER? Some joker down the hallway told me this was the sleep study lab. Uh, you guys going to Trificon, I assume? I am not this year. I am uh, still dealing with uh, some COVID issues, so we're just uh, we're taking one more year off. Um, so, yeah, 2022 for me. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, well, a lot of people taking the year off, so it's, it's uh, you know, yeah. you, you got to be safe, I, you know? Yeah, and I just started my new job, um, and I'm just, I, honestly, I kind of want to save up yeah. some money. Like, you know, it just, again... Mitch puts on one of my favorite shows. When we had him on the show, he was absolutely a delight, you know. And I, I know it's going to be amazing. And mm, the list of people he's got, it's going to be great. And the panels, everything he does, like that man works oh, every yeah. inch of his fiber to put on the best show for everybody. And very rarely do I ever hear someone say something like, oh, Terrificon sucked. Anyone I've talked to about it has always given such good reviews yeah so it it really does you know and i feel bad because i love supporting good people who put forth good work but you know life is life and there will be a terrific con next year and i'm sure if i'm able to go i'm gonna have a great time yeah but just not this year yeah and uh, mitch puts on a great show this is only gonna be the second show i've ever missed terrific con and it's earlier inclination um, so a little sad about that, but, uh, working on some possible cosplay ideas for, uh, 2022. So a little amalgam universe type stuff. I saw your hyena and that, yeah, I, that's going to be hyena great. Might, get, might, might make his, uh, debut. I don't know. You might want to join the group crew, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you will see. But I will say this though, um, Rich. I, after reading this, I think you really should consider, like, especially with, with uh, I don't know if you want to do a group photo or not. That you should consider the White Knight Joker. Like, like one, you'd get to dress all nice and fancy the entire day. I mean, not that you are, you know, as Jack Nathan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No makeup. Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you just or what you do is. Well, one, you see if you can get the the different colored contact eyes. Remember, he has that condition, right. you know. And then it's also nice because you you can dress fancy, but you're in a con, you know. Yeah. Or you and, can or you can go really high end and do like his like mid transformation, like you're fighting off between Jack Napier and Joker. So yeah, you can do the half. Yeah. The, the half yeah, face. Gotta be careful with that because you can confuse that because that could end up being the prince thing. Oh, like yeah. Superman. The, you're right. The bat dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremy says, I think I'm being cautious as well. I second everything Drew and Rich just said. I thought, uh, uh, though Hello. I really missed a scene. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me. Um, yeah, totally. Um, I have an issue. My, uh, my video camera died. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, Dude. Did you do a Viking burial for it? Uh, not yet because it's it's a high-end camera and I don't know if I should like pay to have it returned or pay to have it repaired or, you know, since it's so old, just uh, buy a new one. But uh, yeah, I'm not ready to plunk down that kind of cash for it yet. So I, I normally I record the panels at, at right. uh, you know, at the con and just, uh, yeah. So that that's, yeah, I, I'm not ready to do that yet. So it's... Uh, 
I, I'm only going to go for one day, but I, I'm a little sad that I won't be able to do that this year. Yeah, listen, again, things change. I mean, we survived a, a plague. We you did. Know? We did. Our our, pri- our priorities have changed. Yeah. So it is what it is. And you mentioned uh, rebuilding here. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I've missed some good stuff because of filming. Like, uh, you know, I really wanted to meet Henry Winkler one year, and I ran out like mid-panel. So great. Oh, I so nice. It, it's it's yeah. It's it's awesome. Uh, you know, just even waiting in line for him. Uh, because he's like, you know, he'll stop and do magic tricks and stuff like that. But um, I was in between panels, so I ran to go get his autograph and to meet him. And I'm waiting, and it gets to me where I'm next in line, and he takes a break. Oh, yeah. this is the worst. Yeah, so uh yeah, I, I, I missed meeting him. So uh but I got some good uh panel footage, so that's that's that makes up for it. What are you gonna do? I I have a pretty great Henry Winkler story because I got to meet him. Although the con I got to meet him at I don't think I'll ever go back to just because it was so I went to Rhode Island. Oh yeah. Oh my god, what a night what I, I mean listen, like I had great experiences there. I got to meet a lot of great people, whatnot. It's just so freaking congested like they really need to do it in a bigger space because well they keep on expanding it i mean first it was just a convention center then it was like the convention center in dunkin donuts and then they Mm -hmm. had like stanley and everybody and uh then it went just like bananas you know just yeah 100 percent the entire tree and the bananas yeah um, no, but I, I, I met Henry at that con and I told him 100%. I was like, I met him and I said, so I, I said, I'm a huge fan. Like me and my sister loved you in Arrested Development. Yeah. Um, you, you just Barry Zuckercorn, hands down, hilarious. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's the Fonz. He's yeah. done so, everything else. But that is the thing for me. And and he he really appreciated that. And I got a photo with him, um, much the envy of so many. Uh, including now Leo, um, <laughs> and he signed an he signed an autograph for me that had Jeffrey Tambor and um, uh, the woman who played Lucille, um, uh, Jennifer Walter. Uh, uh, she was the voice of Archer's mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just passed away, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah her. Um, God, it's gonna bother me. I think it's Jennifer Walters. Um, and he signed it, and he. He gave it up. He's like, don't say anything. I was like, oh, no, I won't. I won't. And he just gave that to me for free. And that was it. And I was just That's like, awesome. you are the best. Nice. So, Leo, I'm just letting you know, he, he, he won't disappoint. Oh, yeah. I, 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 what's that? I don't know if you guys have seen Barry, but he's I, amazing in Barry as yes, well. Yes, he is. And 100% I agree with that. I, I got to watch all of that during the plague. And 100%. <laughs> Don't he don't don't amazing. say all of it because it's it's I'm still hoping for season three. Yeah, I you think know, so. They left it on a good enough cliff note. Yeah, I mean, what a cliffhanger, right? Oh, oh yeah, God. yeah. But that that show is phenomenal. Yeah, and he was great in it. Mm-hmm. So before we get to White Knight, which will be introduced by the person who recommended to us. Mr. Joker down there. Um, what's what's up with the comic world? Any any fun things to talk about? And again. I want to let you both know that this weekend I'm going to binge all of Loki. So, oh my so, god! <laughs> I think at this point I'm doing it partly because I'm so busy juggling the two jobs, and also because I love love hearing um, Rich's reactions because yeah, he yeah. so wants he so wants to talk about it. I'm like, no, I haven't seen anything. I'm just like, <laughs> 
there's an alligator Loki drew. Like, <sighs> I want to talk about it, and, and you're uh, killing me. And Throg, too. Throg made an appearance. Is, uh, yeah, exactly. All uh, that. Jeremy says He Man starts this week. And, uh, oh, yeah. Should, should, good. should uh, on like a, a, a off night, maybe you guys would want to do like a Loki special after you watch it? Perhaps. Okay. Can I just be honest with you? I just. Uh, I can't keep up anymore. There's so much nerd shit out. And I, oh, and I know I shouldn't complain because we grew up at a time when nerd stuff was few and far in between. But every fucking month, there's, oh, there's this show. It's 12 episodes. Oh, there's this show. It's six episodes once a week. Everything. Oh, there's this. There's that. There's these movies that you haven't seen. Oh, these movies you haven't seen in a while, but it's like you're seeing for the first time again. I'm just like, I got a job, you know? <laughs> <laughs> got like life i need at least six hours of sleep you know and it's at some point if someone's paying me to watch it i will sit down and i will watch it all but right need now input. need input more <laughs> need input although i have to ask has either of you watched sweet tooth yet i finished no. reading it finally and no. i really I, my, i've heard good things on my list but black widow yeah, I have to watch that. Enough people have seen it, but nothing has been spoiled for me, which I'm very yeah. proud because I am, you know, rich friends can with I, cosplayers. Can I, now? can I? Please, I'm dying to. I want. To I, I, I'll, I'll get there. Don't worry. All right, Crimson Dynamo. Do you want me to? I hate you. <laughs> um, do you want me to put on mute and just walk away? Do you take a little bathroom <laughs> no, no, break, no. and you and Leo can? I'm just fucking with you. You know, it's all good. <laughs> Ursa made yeah. no, no, no. I'm just playing around. It's all oh, little, oh, are you saying you having a little joke there? Huh? No. Who me? It wouldn't be Ooh. me. So, that, that's my. You know, it's, it's just me. It's Jack. I know. I'm, I will say this though, just like Leo, because I, I want to get into um, Jeremy. I totally agree. It, the book's wonderful. Get, get, finish it, all of it. I have never read this as well. I've been heard great things. I've met Sean Murphy more than enough times. Having read it, I can say that the book is worth the hype. Every issue is really a testament to how great of a talent Sean Murphy is. And I always tell people, like, listen, you love this. You should see his other work, you know. So well done. So without that, everyone, Batman White Knight inter with a with a introduction by the Velvet Joker. Take well, away, Rich. hold on. Hold on. We still have Sophia to. to uh... Oh, right. Right. That, Unless yeah. you guys don't like that anymore. I mean, no, 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 no. That's part of the show. OK. OK. Well, uh, yeah. So, uh. Is it time? What's the year, Leo? Uh, yeah. it, it is, uh, you, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to play it. Here we go. There we go. Hey, here we go. We got another special for you today. We're going to be traveling to 2017, going all the way back. Uh, this is going to be a fun one. So, computer, our time circuit set. Yes, Captain. Time circuit set for 2017. Thank you. So, picture Sicily, 2017. I need my time cap for that. And the winner is La La Land. Wait, crap, sorry, the winner is really Moonlight. Faye Dunway and Warren Beatty presented the Best Picture Oscar, and let's just say a goof was in the announcement. Gas costs about $2.41 a gallon. Prince William and Kate Middleton got engaged. And a president 2017... Uh, okay, I don't want to get into arguments, so we're going to move on. Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, and Matt Lyer. Um, Okay, let's move on again. Walt Disney buys Fox. Well, that's not so bad, with the exception of a behemoth conglomerate, where the mouse will own all... 
crap. Okay, let's try this again. Okay, so the year 2017 was crazy, uh, but let's look at some awesomeness. Uh, we paid an average ticket of $8.97 for movies, which was an all-time high. Is there anything good on this list? Okay, let's look at the top grossing movies. Star Wars Episode 8, the last... Fuck it. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Uh, okay, let's look at the other list on top grossing movies for 2017. Beauty and the Beast, Wonder Woman, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, It, and Thor Ragnarok. That's that's a bit better. In streaming, we watched The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Twin Peaks Return, Mindhunter taught us about serial killers, and we returned to Fargo, don't you know? And what the fork, the good place won our hearts. Holy forking shirt balls. If you're a kid in 2017, you didn't really have Saturday morning cartoons, not even close, but Voltron came back as a Netflix show. Wow, that was good. Castlevania and Big Mouth, well, those weren't really kid shows, were they? Okay, who wrote this damn list? Star Wars Rebels, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, DuckTales, and Justice League action allowed us to geek out. And it happened. Samurai Jack finally got the ending it deserved. Okay, let's take a look at comics for 2017, the top comics. And this is calculated by Diamond Comic Distributors. So Marvel had five comics in the top ten. Who would have thought that? So Marvel Legacy grabbed the number one spot. Uh, looking at number three was Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man number one. And Secret Empire Zero and One kicked off Marvel's summer event. Those also ranked in the top ten. Last for Marvel was Phoenix Resurrection, The Return of Jean Grey, and that ranked number 10. DC also had five titles in the top 10. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo had Dark Knight's Metal number one. That kicked off the DC's crossover event. Uh, that took the number two spot. Also, uh, issues two, three, and nine in Dark Knights also took uh, slots within the top 10. Finally, Doomsday Clock number two from Jeff Johns and Gary Frank merging Watchmen and DC Universe, that took the number 8 spot. Well, I hope you enjoyed this little trip back to 2017. We are going to make sure Mr. Fusion is fueled, kick the time circuits to 2021, and get this thing over back to Splash Pages, where we're going to be talking about Batman the White Knight. Here we go. A little better, a little better. Whoa, all right, I'm back. I'm in, uh, just... that, that was too perfect. No, that was bad. That was bad. Uh, no, no, that, no, the boy, you were like, that's it. <laughs> fuck it. I'm done. This year sucked. <laughs> that was pretty great. I, I guffawed. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, that was awesome. So, Rich, take us away. Go for all it, buddy. Right. So, the synopsis to so Batman White Knight follows the man known as Jack Napier as he embarks on a quest to heal the city that he once terrorized. After reconciling with his long-suffering partner, the sweet Harley Quinn, he sets in motion a carefully plotted campaign to discredit the one person whom he views as Gotham City's true enemy, the Batman. His crusade exposes a decade-long history of corruption within Gotham City Police Department, transforms Napier into a city councilman and civic hero, but when the sins of his past return, threaten everything that he has accomplished. Distinguished between Xavier and Royer begin to break down for both Joker and the Bat alike. With the many hopes for Gotham's future, writer and artist Sean Murphy delivers an extraordinary examination of comics' greatest antagonist in Batman, White Knight, exploring justice, corruption, activism, and the dark depth of mental ill 
Hillman. <sighs> Collecting the acclaimed eight-issue miniseries, this stunning graphic novel also marks the debut of the DC Black label imprint. Features classic DC character standalone stories written and illustrated by world-class art authors and artists. And Sean Murphy, you have proved yourself this. You are deaf world-class author artist. Just um, um, and there's so much to unpack in this story. So many levels. So many. So with that, Leo, show us some of the beautiful art on Earth. There we go. And white. And is there a delay? I'm, I feel like I'm catching like every other word. Uh, a little bit of uh, not a delay, but uh, overlap. I, not overlap. I, I think a little bit of uh, internet like taking away every word here and there. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, don't worry. We, okay. we we can understand you, buddy. I was trying to be eloquent. Oh, you you were, were doing good. I, I I every other word sounded very posh. Awesome. So, awesome. Yeah. So I, great job, so, by the way. Great job. So I have a few questions, Rich, before we get into this, because you're the one who recommended it. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So the first one being is, as a Joker cosplayer yourself, yes. do you know? Okay. How do I say this? Joker fans are very adamant about their this character. It's something in him that resonates with y'all. Um, and as we've seen, it can when it's good, the fans love it. When it's bad, well, you know, Gotham burns. Um, what as a Joker cosplayer, what did you feel about? How did you feel about Sean Murphy's version, um, like his take on this? You know, which is essentially. Uh, a modern day Elseworld. Um, yeah. yeah. So what did you think about it? You know, did you like this different spin on not just Joker and Batman, but really everybody? And, you know, what 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 drew you to it to enough to be like, oh, I'll check it out. I mean, I know it wasn't just, oh, hey, it's the Joker if he was trying to be a good guy. I mean, no I'm offense, sure. we've, we've done this. Yeah, I, I probably stopped reading comics regularly, probably somewhere about 2013 or 14. So yeah, it really takes a special story for me to jump back into the fray. And um, I, I think I heard when this had first come out in 2017, but I don't think I touched it until 2019. Okay. Um, when I, I just kept hearing things and they're like, oh, Rich, you haven't read the story yet. You have to read the story. And I did have to read the story. It was amazing. To answer your question, I loved every bit of it. I loved Harley Quinn. I loved the Mad Hatter. Uh, I love what they did with um, Clayface, um, Mr. Freeze, uh, Mr. Wayne Sr., uh, the history, the corruption, and not to mention, I don't know if Sean Murphy was on MySpace when I was on an online chat or something like this, but this is my story. I, I'm not trying to say I'm taking credit for the idea of this story, but I feel like he is tapped into what I feel. I've always seen Batman as the bad guy. Okay. And Joker is just trying to have a good time, and Batman um, is just really? coming to ruin his fun. But over the years, he's gotten more and more abusive and reckless and out of control. And I kind of have seen Batman in the comics for at least the last decade as like almost like an abusive cop who's uh, abusing his power and his authority. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he, again, he may not kill people, but you know, he's gonna put you in traction for the next eighteen months. Right. Okay. Um, so, and I love so much about this story and um super spoilers if you haven't read this uh dun 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 it was a surprising ending i'll give you that the knot is awesome um yeah there's i i i have to agree with um i also sit a little closer god i just realized how far i am 
Um, I have to agree with you, Rich. Like this, this I've known of Sean Murphy's genius for a while, but there was so much to unpack in this. Like, I feel like we could spend two hours just going over it. And I still feel our reader, like our, our listeners could read it and still find new things that we didn't even cover. Yeah, we could totally play by play, panel by panel, and there's still stuff to uncover. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, taking a look at even Joker's room right there, how much, uh, you know, you have uh, Batman in the an- animated series, you have the uh, 89 Batman Batwing mm-hmm. and just just so much Batman history. You even have uh, Batman and Joker from 89 as well. Yeah, and I was saying this to Rich earlier that Sean Murphy's attention to detail reminded me of, of Tim Sale back in the day. Like, you, if you ever pay attention to some of his his panels, especially um, like Superman All for Seasons, like you'd have scenes where you'd have characters like in their own room, and he would have so much background detail that it was just astounding because sometimes some people it's just a room you know what i mean it's just the basic surroundings but the the little details the little touches you know the little bushes in in a bob ross language that you just add in it really makes the scene not just pop but more intimate and and as again i was saying to rich before we started the show i i like how sean murphy has this sort of gritty 80s noir aesthetic to him to his work you know it's he experiments with light he experiments with darkness you know he's got a kind of scratchy rough but it's still very smooth and cartoony it's like you can kind of see it's like a love child of the animated series um and the 80s batman like almost like frank miller batman year one kind of deal you know and i think the other great thing is that this book literally starts with what if after years the joker got better and he decided he was gonna be the good guy and batman was just losing his shit and it was great because a lot of the times because the and rich you i know you would agree this Bat, uh, the Joker's contradictory backstories have become a part of his his, his, my, his mythos where it's again you could have all these different versions but they're still not you don't know what's the 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 the, the definitive history of the joker you know at this point that is the beauty of it anyone tried to define it it would be infuriated yeah it's basically what dc omnivers is doing all stories are relevant all the backstories have some merit of truth for me the story that i particularly enjoyed was that there were two harleys yeah you know and and in some way he knew you know and it's just amazing to think about that because you had harley who left because she realized he was this obsession with batman was just going nowhere and then you had mary andrews who just fills in for him in the worst way possible she's a stockholm syndrome harley you know but she becomes addicted to the joker not jack exactly you know and you remove that she you know and then she becomes the neo joker and in some ways in some ways actually became even bigger than the joker at one point you know and but again like for all her power all the joker had to do is snap at her and she was back to being a harley you know like like look at that that's fantastic but personally gentlemen for the thing that i really loved and i will say this to anyone our viewers listening if you love which let's be real here if you don't like just get off this planet already if you love batman animated series this book has so much of that even this scene that we just saw there makes fun of the fact that anytime the rogues get together it becomes a conversation of almost got him which as we know is the paul dini uh episode where they all talk about the times they almost killed batman 
just phenomenal. Even even that, all of that, even that, like oh, Rich, we were talking about this before. You got Killer Croc right next to him as Baby Doll. We haven't yeah. seen her since the animated series when her and Croc had a thing. And apparently it's still a thing in this universe. Right, she's still she's the right there in that scene. She's right below him. And later on when the uh, the whole bay comes in uh, to the tunnel system, mm-hmm. he's he's diving down to save her. You know, the, like you said, the attention to detail that he does. And another thing I have to mention, Drew, is mm. that when a comic pulls in the whole Gotham universe, it can often be Overwhelming. too much. Too many characters, too much information flying at you, too many personalities. But man, this delicate dance that Sean did in this storyline where they were perfect background fodder, but still essential to the story. Oh, absolutely. Like, Leo, what did you think? You, you've you never read this as well, just like me. This is your first time. What did you think about it? Uh, well, yeah, like I said, this was uh, this was my first read, and at first, it, it, it's I was like, "What's up with this artwork?" But then you, you just grow to love the amount of detail, and like you said, the the, the gritty grittiness, the noir. Um, but it's it's the story that just sucks you in, you know. I I couldn't find I couldn't believe I was rooting for the Joker, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and, and just a very plausible story, you know, like like the Joker, you know, ultimately wants to to save Gotham. Right. And, uh, it, it's just that's, that's right, right. Yeah, it's and, just. And they come to find out how shocking was that that um that, that Gotham's been hiding for years that what it's three hundred billion dollars to clean up Batman's mess yep. around mm-hmm. Gotham, you know, running on top of roofs probably. Um, settling lawsuits against the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. yeah. I, I mean, we find out that you know, uh, spoiler alert, but uh, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne or Wayne Enterprises have been paying for that. Uh, but you know, it it, it asks the question: Why isn't he helping the police force? You know, like that's a perfect mm-hmm. answer to form, you know, a Groth- Gotham uh, task force or a terrorist uh, organization or whatever it was, right? Uh, the GTO. Uh, but to form them to give the police all Batmobiles mm-hmm. uh, and his his gadgets and to really make a difference and to have it helmed by. Uh, Batgirl and uh, Nightwing, you know, it's uh, and and also this story does a significant change to the Batman mythos because I be- I believe, and if I'm correct, if I'm wrong, gentlemen, please correct me that in this universe, Jason Todd was the first Robin and then it was Dick Grayson, right? That does seem the case, yes, yeah, which is crazy because he almost has a similar fate. You have the torturing, you assume that he's killed him, which almost feels like it goes into well, what happened in the mainstream Marvel and almost kind of like what happened with Dark Knight Strikes um, Returns. Uh, it was just crazy, like this whole thing. And they have Dick Grayson, and everything's still the same. Like, Dick is still Nightwing. Barbara is still uh, Batgirl. Dick and, and and Bruce still get in fights because, you know, um, for the fact that they were Batman and Robin, they still don't get along because, you know, that's part of their nature. Uh, you know, he... Sean Murphy was very eager to just subtle touches 
enough of it where it's still familiar to us, but a little different. And it's, again, it's fantastic. Like, and all your favorite characters are here, you know? Yeah. You have Gordon, you have Renee Montoya, you have Harvey Bullock, you have Mayor Hill, you know? I mean, when was the last time we saw Mayor Hamilton Hill was the, the animated series? He was the, the old bumbling mayor, you know? Right. Um, and just the name, Jack Napier, was from the Jack Nicholson 89 movie. Right, which was the first time we ever knew um, he had an identity. And that's been basically used a lot with the Joker since then. You know, even the animated series called them by that Absolutely. name. And, and, and what a what a scene. I mean, Joker, uh, uh, Joker, a.k.a. Jack Napier, uh, basically set Batman up. Uh, but essentially, when you see Batman stuffing these pills that has been that have been making Joker sane, mm -hmm. reversing the insanity and making him want to do better things, and he jams the whole thing of pills down his mouth, and and just it's in front of the whole media, and it just feels like you're watching a video from this past summer with like all the Black Lives Matters type situations, and all of a sudden like the the inner city of Gotham is rooting for the Joker, and people can't even believe that they feel. Feel this way but um you know it, it's when you see people being assaulted no matter what the situation is you're you're going to start to take their side uh, well, I just wanted to just point out real quick uh the you know I I just you talk about levels of detail uh let me look zoom at that in here. bat cave yeah the, the bat cave uh but also the the Batmobiles. I mean, you had the '66 Batmobile. You got the '89 Bat Batmobile. You got the Tumbler, the animated series. And isn't that like the the '55? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like sort of like a cat on the front. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the battering ram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you got the the famous T Rex. Yeah. The dinosaur in the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and the penny. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the 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 whole thing was fantastic. And honestly, the death of Alfred. I mean, I. I don't think there's ever been a universe where Alfred's death isn't such a punch in the gut, but the fact that he's been dying the whole time and in his last act, he chooses to save Bruce. Yeah. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, Bane snapping his neck in the mainstream verse was still pretty crazy in front of Robin nonetheless, but this was just as heartfelt. And you see that Batman becomes even more unhinged because Sean made it that this was his emotional tether. You know, this was his, his surrogate parents in one person. So without him, his descent into just emotional brutality goes, it goes haywire. I mean, he's even punching out guests at parties in public. You know, that's not Bruce Wayne, that, that Batman, you know. Um, no, it's just like I, I, I could really, I could ramble on and on, but there's two other people here, so y'all no, talk. <laughs> Joker, you know, Joker actually wanted to do good for Gotham. He he actually wanted to. It actually wasn't a scheme. He ended up sort of scheming, doing things illegally to get the right thing done, mm -hmm. um, which uh, uh, you know eventually he he gladly pays for, and uh, he actually almost pays with his life because he he's like Harley, you're the one that has to survive and 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 move on, and uh, I realize my love for you and that's more important you think at one point that jack is is, is uh, dies car accident harley goes after neo joker and mm -hmm. uh you know so he is definitely gone from one who beat and abuses this one one who loves parish just puts him her above his own life which you don't never see in the joker comic book but god damn is that like that's my heart right that is ooh. I'm gonna have to hug Sean Murphy. Yeah, oh, absolutely. At the next Comic Con, because that boy really touches. Me. Well, 
I think what it is is just again like this was the Joker's way of trying to be the good guy, you know. And yeah, it wasn't good at all. And he even acknowledges it. Like he basically sowed the fruit of his own despair. Like he knew he was going to fail. Everything he did wasn't by the book. He had to break rules in order to get where he wanted. Like he was building in the foundations on the same level of shadiness that he was calling out in the public. Like he knew it was doomed to fail. But the point being is it was, it was still genuine. Um, yeah, so you, you just passed by like a magical, magical scene. For me. Oh, the date night. Where yeah, when they have their, their beautiful date night, when, when it seems like Jack is just so successful and he's going to be at a city council, Harley's like, we have to go out and celebrate. And they just have this beautiful night of dinner, dancing, romance, uh, making love, and mm-hmm. uh, essentially popping the question. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. And you've never seen, again, it's another thing that you've, we've never seen in comics. We've never seen this true, genuine love. And that's really um, in, in contrast to what Harley Quinn has become in the comic books now, because she is now, uh, you know, a feminine anti-hero, and mm-hmm. she is now out of the shadow of the Joker, because they always didn't want to remain this abusive relationship. They didn't want to promote that for women. But this is the way I really always saw the evolution of Joker and Harley becoming. Thank you. And I wish the comics grasped more onto this. And again, I need to hug Sean Murphy. Absolutely. And before we get to the really serious issues, which I'd love to discuss... I'd like to bring up something that I've always had issues with, with a lot of Joker and Harley fans. And mm-hmm. Rich, I'm sure being a Joker, you've had, you've seen this, this kind of odd, oh, I wouldn't say toxicity, but really odd sort of glamorization um, in Joker fans communities. You have these people, like, I think you see it primarily with Joker female fans, like, oh, I want a relationship. I want someone to love me like Joker and Harley. And to me, that's usually my sign that, that I was like, ma'am, I, I think you're looking at this in a, in, a, in a not good way. Like, that's a horribly abusive relationship. That's an emotionally and physically abusive relationship. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, I like there are moments, like I believe there are moments in the animated series where the Joker does in some way care for Harley, but obviously he cares about himself first and foremost because his ego is that you know but like i've never agreed with that glamorization i've always thought that that's in my mind very dangerous um to to kind of make that as something romantic to aspire to um so i agree with you rich it was really nice to see joker and harley in some ways even though you know it was never gonna last to get their own kind of happy ending like they got that that vision that Harley in the animated series was always talking about settling down, um, you know, having a family, having a home, kind of putting their their past and their criminal life behind them. Right, so, right. Well, the, the, the mad love and the chaos of it and the enjoyment and the, the thrill of that being shared by another, it can be intoxicated. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, as we well know, as we get older, uh, what seems exciting when you're young or in your teens or your 20s as you hit your 30s and 40s a lot less attractive yeah. so I, I think a lot of people they, they glamorize onto that part of it and they don't focus so much on the abuse part um, but yeah that that's definitely I mean we can go down that rabbit hole and that's a whole psyche phenomenon is could be pretty crazy to, to investigate but a lot of that is people's history and we all have history and uh, but we don't all have snarks only Leo has yeah yeah uh you know you know speaking of you know taking that deep dive into uh harley quinn and joker uh, the the series on uh 
HBO, uh, Harley Quinn, that's the whole thing is dedicated to, you know, her toxic relationship. And uh, have you guys uh, seen that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing, amazing writing, amazing comedy, uh, amazing voiceover work. Yeah. Yeah, I really didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Um, like the cast is really great, and it's a again, it's another great ensemble cast. Um, yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. But I will say another thing that I do love is that the Joe this comic tackled a lot of serious things that admittedly I don't think we as fans really think about. We get wrapped up in the fantasy of being Batman and whatnot, but you never really think about the politics. You never really think about like the kind of thing that I feel like being adults we think about because a lot of times we own own homes. We have to pay rent. We have to, you know, so I'm sorry if someone's driving a Batmobile over my roof and now my roof leaks or there's holes in it or whatnot, I'm going to be mad. I'm not going to think that the guy's a hero. I'm going to think you're kind of a bug, dude. Oh, yeah. You know, um, and again, like the way that he, the way that Joker explained, like the way that John Murphy addressed things like classism, um, institutional racism, um, sexist behavior, all these things but it it came off it's it they had concrete examples yes yeah, some of it was the joker stirring up trouble that's sure but some of it he reinforced with legitimate examples like when they're explaining this idea that that uh like the the whole thing how um you had the rich uh companies waiting until an area was discovered a, a batman zone and then buying the property renovating it, and then selling it when the thing is lifted or, or whatnot just to make a buck you know so you have these rich people profiting off of batman's war on crime you know which is just again like crazy because you don't think about it but it kind of makes sense you know right. the, like so much of this he made was so logical that right. and bruce it, being so unaware of that until he was finally confronted with it drew was uh, really well yeah because because the way that they've created batman he's just this he it's almost like they're trying to make him like he's this omnipotent yet mortal uh knows everything god you know and it was just kind of nice to see him be human be overcome with emotions like to be surprised or or realize that sometimes he had to swallow his morals and pride and really hi i need help not definitely like i actually have to work with this person who for years i've thought of as my nemesis i've got to work with him to save the thing that we both love more than each other which was Gotham. I, I think that makes a really, really good story also it is seeing, you know, Batman flawed and then overcoming those flaws. Uh, mm -hmm. And we've seen it time and time again. But I, I think that, you know, makes a phenomenal storyline. And then you get the bizarre, which is like the Batman Fortnite, which is, you know, that uh, omnipotent, uh, you know, Batman that knows all that can overcome everything. And it's just that gets a little ridiculous it's fun but you know storylines like this uh where you know you definitely see his faults like yeah. the image i have mm -hmm. up here you know it, it's it seems the way uh uh he's drawn him is you know batman slowly becoming you know the joker himself you know just becoming that you know just mad and uh you can see it perfectly like right here with the the one eye just like like uh twitching and it's just it's crazy yeah, they're mirror, mirror images, one on the way up and one on the way down. Yeah, but but Harley said that. I don't know if it's Harley or Batgirl who said that in the book. She said that, but you both should address how similar you two are. 
Yeah. And and before we get into more on 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 things like that, Leo, I think the thing that being is because I just finished reading Batman Fortnite, and I think that that omnipotence you're talking about, the being prepared for everything, was the ending really made that even darker with the idea that even though they escape, some part of them still remains to fight. Yeah. So it basically means that the fight is endless. Yep. So even though you escape, you never really leave. So in any way, that's just a dark reality. Because in some ways, it means that no matter what you do, you're still never complete after having gone through the experience because some part of you is still stuck on that island. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, Mm. and Harley. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I I just read it myself too. And it's just, uh, just, yeah, that ending was just crazy. And, And Harley staying behind, you know, just like. You know, just loving the the constant battle. You know, uh, you die yeah. you, and you come back and you repeat. You know. Yeah, and I think the thing being is, again, you get addicted to the violence. That's what Marion Drew's problem was that she lost herself in the Joker. So then, when he wasn't there and it was just Jack, she couldn't handle him. So she became what was necessary to get back what she lost, regardless of. Who was whatever she had to do to do it? How many people she had to kill? Whatever, um, none of that. And for me, this scene was awesome. Like, because we have seen so many times where, and Rich, you know, I'm sure you know this as well. That Joker had just been had the shit kicked out of him oh, by yeah. Batman, and so it was nice to see one where the Joker got him one on top of him, and he didn't yeah. have to use a you know a, a bubble a, a flowerful acid or a, a shock buzzer or goons or whatnot. It was just one on one man versus clown. And I love it that he uh, he prepared for it too. He did training uh, with Harley. With right? Harley, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and. You know how integral Harley is to this story, like from that, from the training point, um, from, you know, it ends up being two Harleys in the story. And of course, at the end where um, Batman is like, you, you set this up from the very beginning. Right. And she was like, yeah, you are good. Yeah. And she's like, Jack didn't even figure that out. And then Batman's like, no, no. He's the one who told me. Right. And of course, he never revealed that because, again, he had found such love and reverence for her. But let's, you know, you can never take away from Harley. She was a top student, top of her class psychiatrist Mm -hmm. with a totally ghetto background. She is a genius. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, guys, is that what this comes down to is that good stories will always stand the testament of time. So, for instance, it's very easy to write a character following a certain train of thought. Like, it's very simple writing Batman as a grim, dark thug who wants to beat the shit out of criminals because of trauma, you know? But some of some of the best stories where, where you have an angle, where your story commits, and that's the same thing with Harley. Like, yes, we all know Harley as the, the slightly... Uh, occasionally fourth wall breaking, loud, hit you in the face with her oversized hammer, uh, splatteroony kind of stuff that the new 52 really made canon. And then there's some people who prefer the Harlequin classic, you know? Um, but with this, she's, she's, look at her. She's at the top of her game. She gets what she wants. And even though she's had it for a moment, it was because she set it in motion. She knew how to work the game, if anything, this just proves that under the right pen, Harlequin is just as good and as smart and as calculating as Batman. Right. So, and, uh, even saying that, the way they certainly portray her and certainly the way that the character should be based on her history, 
um, besides, like you said, the, the sort of buffoonery that they're doing with the, the new 52 style, um, she could go up against Lex Luthor. Yeah, she's um, great. She's got a super brain. Right, but she she proved herself. She's not just a dumb female sidekick. Yeah, she you know? is a force of her own. Absolutely. I mean, even this scene here with, uh, with how he broke... Uh, Jason Todd. It was great because again, we think crowbars. Yep. We think he broke his body, he broke his mind, and he left him to die. And this one, he scared the boy so much that not only did he basically give up Bruce's identity, but he literally said, I wish I'd never met him. And that's why he let him go. Because it would have been so easy, but the kid, he'd already won. He'd already cracked him the same way that he got his final revenge in Batman Beyond Return uh, Return of the Joker. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't just hi, I broke Robin. It's I made you compromise yourselves to cover up this secret now. So in the end, I still win. Right. You know, like even this, you know, the the Joker exposed so many things that were wrong, not just with Gotham, but with the police, with their relationship with Batman and how Batman conduct, conducted himself. And then you see that at the end, Jack is gone. Joker is back and it's permanent that way, you know? But you see that everything has had a prominent effect on how Bruce wants to move forward. I mean, for all the time we've had, and let's just be real here, okay? I believe Jim Gordon knows Batman is Bruce Wayne. That, that was the same way I felt like Perry White had to know Clark Kent was Superman. He's too good of a reporter. Like, you know, but they don't. But they say nothing because, okay, you are who you are. You do good in the world. There's no reason for this to go beyond that. Um, and that he actually takes um, some of Joker's suggestion going forward. You know, he does decide to arm the police. He does decide to give them armor to train them um, to help and, he, and admitted that he was wrong. Yeah, and he unmasks in front of Gordon, which is something... I don't know if I've seen in a while, if not ever, you know? I mean, because there were times Gordon does learn um, Bruce's identity, you know? Um, sometimes it works out well, sometimes it doesn't, but, like, hands down. Right. And let's not forget the, the fun when uh, Jack goes and transitions back into Joker, and they're both in, like, the Batmobile, and mm -hmm. they're, they're like old buddies. Yeah, that reminded me of, I don't know if you guys ever watched Brave and the Bold. Oh, yeah. But yeah. That yeah, that episode where that Joker and Batman were were just, you know, in the Batmobile and the Joker is just so excited about pushing buttons and eventually he's just like, you don't want to touch that one. And he does and it's knockout gas. You know, and it's just like, oh, not not really very trusting. Like, would you blame me? He's like, no, I would do the same. Um, it's just, again, so great. And right. I'm just, I have to be honest with you, I'm so glad that this expanded, you know, because I have to tell our readers, guys, if you like what you see, there are sequels and wait, prequels wait. and spinoffs. Wait, what? So, I, yeah. I know there was a sequel, but there's there's multiple sequels and there's Yeah. Mm -hmm. There what there is is there's there's White Knight. You have the Curse of White Knight which takes place after this. You have uh I think a prequel series that deals with Mr. Freeze and events like that and it's before and then there's a Harley spin-off. Oh wow. Yeah. And uh it's all it's all kind of what I I have read but I became aware of upon reading this but I just wanted to be focused on this and not get distracted but now I'm excited to read all that stuff. Absolutely, <laughs> especially cuz the second series, The Curse of the White Knight, Azrael. Mm -hmm. Oh nice. Yeah, Azrael. And um, the Harlequin series, I know because I read the first issue, it is good. And if, you, if everyone's a fan of Matteo Scalera, 
He's the artist for it, so he does a great job. Um, we get to see the Grey Ghost. So, oh, nice. so again, callbacks to the classics. I mean, that, like, yeah, I, I especially. I got to be honest with you. What a great twist! The 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 funeral that ending was just so unexpected. Because I was like, oh yes, and then uh, you know, Rich, you come in and just remind us that you know, there's you always stop, something there. Stop the chaos. No, nope, you cannot. And I gotta be honest with you, I really would love to see, like, like again, when it comes to cosplays, I'm always about originality. I would love to see some Gotham White Knight Jokers, you know, or um, Neo Jokers. When I, especially, again, now that we've read it, we can appreciate that. I love those costumes. You know, like, I don't care that it's not gonna win cosplay of the year at the NYCC competition. It's the, the attention to detail. It's the fact that you took that chance to do something. Yeah, it's not popular, but you loved it like i um i remember one year i just walk around and a guy was dressed as um phil sheldon i don't know if you guys ever read marvels by kurt busick and alex ross the photographer in it Mm -hmm. yeah he was just dressed as that and i knew who he was he said you're the second person today who's new who i love and he he was so happy you know like again like rich i feel like you could easily pull off a white knight joker really well and it would be a nice thing you could bring your lady in on she could be your harley yeah absolutely you know um but but yeah it's not a bad idea certainly something to toy with and put on the list absolutely um, you you know drew leo had mentioned the uh, the harley quinn animated series do you Mm -hmm. feel like when they did the uh the joker um he was like the bartender he had uh, gotten amnesia and mm-hmm. uh, you know, no makeup, and he was living yep. a normal, normal life. Do you think that drew from this? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't, because there is certain things about it. I mean, the well-dressed demeanor, the the jokes, the the responsibility, the mm-hmm. fighting of duality. I mean, I can see it drawing upon, but you know, we've also had moments like that before. I mean, you remember there was that comic where everybody got all their superpowers robbed, and in that comic, the Joker was sane, which is the first indication that somehow it was his insanity was his superpower. Okay. You know, I, I don't. I didn't read that. What was that in, Drew? I don't remember the issue. I can give it to you later. I know. I know. I've never read it, but I know of it. I know it's an old Batman comic. Okay. But um, yeah, but he was sane. He was 100% normal. And it was crazy because, of course, you know, things got reverted back. So naturally, he went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs uh, again. But wonderful. Yeah, Rich, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the... the um... Absolutely. Send me that link when you get a chance. Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, I got you. And, and did, did anyone feel like they needed to know what were under the floorboards? Because at the end... Um, 100%. Oh, yes. Alf leaves this note for Bruce. Oh, that was such a great moment. Poignant, lovely note. Um, you know, showing how much he understood his, I don't want to say foster son, but adoptive son, maybe. Yeah, that's the better term. Um, their, their love and understanding of each other um, just really shine through on that note. And at the end, he says, when you get a chance, I know you're now ready under my floorboards. I don't know if it was under the bed or under the bureau. Um, you'll find something that you're ready for. And I'm like, uh, well, what, what is it? Yeah. I want to know. I need to know. Well, the, the you know, best part is because we're catching up, 
there's all that other stuff we can get to read. So, you know, now all three of us have read it. So we can later on address that in future episodes. Hint, hint, can, as Easter eggs. So. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, that's exciting. I know. Yeah. That's what I said. Um, honestly, I can't really say anything more. The whole thing was was absolutely superb. A real testament to Sean Murphy's talent. And honestly, he deserves all the praise and money and accolades for it because, you know, job well done. Because building a world like that is really difficult. But he made it the, the true sign of, of an artist, or at least a great one in my mind, has always been whether it's on film, television, stage or whatnot is making something that is insane look like the easiest thing in the world. And that's what I feel like he did. He he showed us this huge, intricate Gotham, and he made us fall in love with it. Yeah, I need the animated version. I need to see it. That would be pretty phenomenal. Well, we've, right? been, we've been getting a lot of animated stuff, so uh, yeah, it could be... Uh... Yeah, we've got, we got half of the uh, long Halloween, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got... The other half of that is coming out fairly soon. Yep, I hope so. Oh, man, I would... I would, I would... <laughs> <laughs> I would be excited if they animated this. If, if they gave it just a, a tiny bit of the justice that Sean Murphy did. Wow, good God. Yeah, that would be pretty stellar. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'd watch that. You know, it's funny. The well-dressed manner of, of, of how he behaved, it kind of reminded me. I don't know if you guys ever read Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller. Yep. You have, right? Yep. It kind of reminded me a little of that Joker, you know, like a little bit more mature, you know, a little bit kind of like appearing to be civilized, uh, obsessed in his relationship with Batman. You know, just well-dressed. I just remember, you know, white jacket, tie, you know, nonchalantly saying to his audience, I'm going to kill all of you. And everyone just, ha, 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 ha. And lo and behold, he does exactly what he said he would. Um, to the eye for his trouble. Indeed. And it's just, again, it's just nice to see when something's different because sometimes you just need that break in the cycle. Sometimes comics, they just get caught in cycles of, of constantly the same thing over and over again. Like how many times can Batman punch out Joker's teeth, you know? Absolutely. Like eventually you need more, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's been said that sometimes DC overuses Joker and Batman series, which I can't 100% argue with it, but it's well written like this. You can't complain, not even a skinny bit, no matter how much you hate, uh, you know, things that just repeat themselves again. Like you said, yeah. in a different way, and you present it as a beautiful story, undeniable that these are iconic characters that don't need to be overplayed. We just need good writing, good stories, good art, and mm -hmm. you know, we're never going to see both. Totally it, agree. It, 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 uh, I, I was just going to say the, um, you know, you, you say Joker's uh, overplayed, but I yeah, I agree with you. As as long as the story is great, you know, it's uh, like the last, what did we do? We did Joker, not, was it Joker War? No, Three Jokers. Three Jokers, yeah. Yeah. That was a great story. That was great. We did this. And did you read uh, Lieber Mijo's uh, Joker yet? I have not. I did. That is also on the list. I it's still great. Have... Yeah. Yeah, it, I, yeah, great art, great story. You know, as as long as those two things are there, we know the characters, and uh, I I think it's better keeping it as like a standalone story, like a black label. I know we don't have black label anymore, but uh, you know, it, it's it's you can. No, I think I think they're still going. Really? Black labels? I yeah, I think those. I, I think those stories. Yeah, they're just fewer and far between now. Okay, you know? I, I I thought they they changed names and then just I don't know. DC's always changing things up, so yeah. Uh, but I'm sorry, Drew. What were you gonna say? No, no, no. I was just saying that was basically that. Is I'm sure black label is still kind of going on. It's just not 
you know, black label, mature storylines, you know, for mature fans. And I'm like, have you ever talked to some of these fans? I wouldn't use mature. Okay. <laughs> but but yeah. you get bat dong. Well, I can't say we're going to show lots of boobies. Um, I will say, though, you got to give credit because in that one scene where Harley and, and um, Jack are just in bed basically naked, that nice, uh, conveniently placed word bubble yep. really does help, help give the imagination, but still get past the censors. And I was like, just like clever wordplay, I was like, that's clever placement right there. That is smart. Um, I will say this also does remind me that I, I have been meaning to check out um, James Tinian's uh, Joker series that spun out of the Joker War storyline that uh, he did last year that I supposedly hear is very good, especially for us fans of horror. I hear the uh, it's got a very uh, Mike Myers, Dr. Loomis kind of feel to it, especially with how um, Joker and Jim Gordon are in the series. Hmm. So... So maybe uh, something else that for for y'all to check out once uh, you know, Rich. Maybe something you get get your get your keep getting your Joker fix on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm always looking for new stuff. Uh, I'll take it on. Bring it. Indeed. Well, keep uh, writing I'll, good stories. I'll keep reading them. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> but I honestly got nothing left. I, I'm I'm good. Like this book. I like I said, we could talk for another hour and eleven minutes. Yeah. And I feel like we still couldn't crack half of the the greatness in this thing. So, oh yeah, I mean, you even you you barely touched on Clayface. How, you know, we got just uh, they they dispersed Clayface to dust, and all you had was his brain and eyes with the the uh, Mad Hatter card and and uh, lodged in the brain. Yeah, yeah, and, and they fed him. They fed him to all the uh, Arkham Asylum. Yep, inmates. Yeah. What a what a clever way to 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 do the mind control. Like I, I would have never thought that. But and it's it was that and the Mad Hatter. Like again, what? Yeah. Who thought about putting those two together? Genius. Crazy. Well, uh, so uh, since this was um, Rich's pick, uh, Rich, uh, would you like to go uh, first or last, last for you? Five crowbars all day, fucking long. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, just, nothing else could be said. I mean, like he's well, there could be more said. Drew said it. We could talk about this. We can go panel by panel of this and talk about this story for an hour. There is so much jam-packed stuff. If you guys are still watching the story, I cannot urge you enough to read Batman White Knight. You don't have to pay for it. You can find it free online. Trust me, you can do it. Read it. We should. Love it. We should. We feel should it. do that. We should I, do that one day. I am feeling it. If you want to feel anything like I'm feeling or like these guys are feeling we're both first-time readers both love the story both impressed do it five pro bars we, we should do that one day we each select one comic and we just <laughs> analyze it panel by panel by panel by panel you know yeah. good old 22 page comic it's uh, something easy yeah you know don't don't you know you can't you can't be like, oh this out Al- no 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 not alan moore we're gonna be here forever <laughs> um yeah, Leo, you go. I'll, I'll go last. Okay. Uh, I absolutely loved it as well. I am going to give this a solid 4.7. Uh, the art, it took me a little bit to get used to, but after I got used to it, I loved it. Uh, so, yeah, solid 4.7. All right. I'm 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 pretty much in the same boat. I'm going to give it a solid 4.75 because, as you know, I rarely give the 5 rating um, because... You know, I get now. I know why Rich does. I know why Rich. This is his story. This is his guy. This is my um, jam. Right here. This is you know. Jam. I always give that little, leave that little 
margin forever because in my mind there's still no perfect comic uh except when i have decided um but (laughs) hands down i would recommend this book to anybody you don't have to be uh, a joker fan you don't have to be a batman fan you can just read it and the story tells itself everything is well explained you know and that's what i love those where they don't have to waste time explaining you already know and if you don't you can look this stuff up you know it's not super complicated to the point where you you know it's it's both it's the combination of a thoughtful superhero film and a summer blockbuster that's the best way i can put it absolutely awesome uh well next up is uh another poll from rich uh and you're gonna have to give me some information so i can hunt it down forever evil uh, yes awesome awesome i can give you a short synopsis for this right now well done, Rich. Nicely done. Yes. Well, I uh, love all the bad guys. They're, they're the funnest part of the characters, as far as I'm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, so es- essentially, Leo, this is New Fifty Two crime syndicate invades the New Fifty Two world. It's oh, basically it. Okay, so it's a DC pull. Yeah, it's a DC pull. Okay, that, that gives me a chance to uh, start looking where to find it. So yeah, six, seven issues, right, Rich? About six, seven issues, right? Around that. I, I, yeah. I, Six or eight, somewhere yeah. in there. And Leo, it's Jeff Johns and David Finch. Uh, that's that's the creative team for it. Um, it's a solid event. Um, I will say that, but I do say I got a little bit more joy out of the issues of Justice League, which go into the New 52 origins of each member of the crime syndicate. Those are pretty great, especially when you talk about Ultraman, Owlman, um, Superwoman, then you get into Power Ring, Johnny Quick, Atomica, all great. Awesome. But but nicely done, Rich. Well done. Yes, yes. The return of Catman. What is it with everyone's love? Catman, Jesus. <laughs> like, such a D-list character, but everybody loves him. Yeah, but in that storyline, he was not. Oh, I know, I know. Believe me, I get it. Listen, that one, because of that, we had Captain Cold on the Justice League. Okay, Mm -hmm. so, boom. Like, what the hell? Um, So, tune in, kids, for a nice little gem for the New 52 era that nobody talks about. Yeah. Uh, And I was just looking ahead, and I I was about to say, uh, oh, we got uh, the next three are Spider-Man, but actually, no, it's... uh, uh, Venom, the Batman storyline, uh, is after Forever Evil. Which one? Venom. Okay, what did you... Uh, oh, uh, I absolutely love it. It's uh, <laughs> Legend of the Dark Knight. Uh, Batman becomes addicted to drugs. Right. Yeah. Venom storyline. Okay, cool. Because you said Venom. I was like, I don't remember Batman fighting Venom. <laughs> there is a, a Batman versus Predator. Shit, I should have put that on the list. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That first, that. That's, that's fun stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. That first arc is amazing. Like, the, the other ones are good, but the first arc by Dave Gibbons, and I think that's... Um, Andy and Adam Kubert. That was the oh. Dark Horse comics one, right? Dark Horse, yeah. 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 That one's legit. I, I finally read that during the plague year. So all three of them, great. Very cool. Well, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, uh, we'll round us out. Uh, Drew, where do you like people interacting with you on the socials? Oh, okay. So this is that part. Hi, everybody. My name is Drew. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm on Instagram, GhostbusterMan1984. Um, I write for Screen Rant. Uh, so I'm posting articles constantly. Check them out. You can look me up, Jermel Screen Rant. 
Um, I'm a lot of times I'm here. I do the Spectacular Spider-Man podcast with um, Leo and Chris. I do splash pages here. And I occasionally have been known to make an appearance on our Wednesday show um, when we don't run for three hours long. Um, oh they, they, they have been running long lately. Yeah. Oh, dear God. And yeah, I'm, I work on a bunch of projects. I, I don't know what the meaning of sleep is anymore. And keep smiling. Awesome. Velvet Joker. Well, you can find me, Rich Davis, on Facebook. I like to be called. And uh, on Instagram, I'm Velvet Joker 2021. Find me every Tuesday here on Flashes. I can co-host some of the other dorkening network type shows when uh, when the mood suits me. And other than that, uh, I hope everyone had a great night and really enjoyed going over Batman White Knight. Um, Jack Napier, Jack Nicholson, um, Harley Quinn. Uh, just good, good stuff. You, you won't go wrong. <laughs> Send in the clowns. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and if you're interested in checking it out yourself, I, I do have a link in the show notes uh, where you can check it out on Amazon. Uh, and that link does support the network. And for me, just Google Leo Pond. You'll find a bunch of stuff. Could be true, could be not. I'm not going to say which is which. But more importantly, follow these awesome people. Drew and Rich, nicest people you ever meet. Absolutely love these guys. Uh, and uh, I run a little thing called the Dorkening Podcast Network. Uh, I am revamping the website. We have all new website, the Dorkening Podcast Network.com. Uh, eventually, uh, I will take the Dorkening and either redo that uh, to a new site or redirect it to uh, uh, the new site. Uh, and uh, yeah, we do a bunch of different shows. I do an interview show on Mondays uh, called Creator Spotlight. Tuesday, you can find me here with Splash Pages and also the Spider-Man show with Drew and uh, um, Chris. Chris, my mind went totally blank. I'm I, I'm lacking sleep. Uh, Wednesdays, I do Still Token With and also The Dorkening. And we're also going to be doing another show on Tuesdays. Uh, we have somebody joining the network, uh, a comedian very famous for the New England area Boston comedian uh, and uh, he's going to be doing a new show here on the network that he asked me to help with and uh, yeah that's about it we have a lot of awesome stuff check out White Knight and on that we'll catch you guys later bye peace out peace out have a good evening